Hey guys, welcome back to Making Sense with the Bro. I'm your host for today. My name is Sho. Today we have the Bros again. What's up? What's up? So, how was your week, guys? How was your week? Interesting, up and down. I guess Sora on a bit relief today. I guess. Uh, not really. You you able to or you able to meet your girl? I almost went on board. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that was great. You know, after a few months, you know. And Zero. next week, um, I think we can meet up more because mm. they kind of um make things more. You know, give oh. us more freedom a bit. Okay, oh, chaos still lock. <laughs> what? <laughs> chaos still lock. Yeah, phone still lock. But you, but we can travel. Yeah. Yeah, but certain places are still locked down. Yeah. No, not sure what what places, but okay. But you just have to find a list. Oh, just so you guys know what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, our MCO being updated. Updated, I guess. Not really lifted. More, more or less, yeah. the idea of like you can travel now to some mm-hmm. part of Slango. Yeah, they just announced like whoever live in this city are now currently allowed to cross to another city. Mm-hmm. But whoever live in the red zone city, you stay where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I just read out like the mayor of LA, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Los Angeles, is trying to ban people from unnecessarily walking around. So oh, that's, that yeah. sounds kind of messed up. <laughs> Talk about that as well. Like we we managed to get we we announced as the most. Yeah, the top country that able to take cautious in pandemic today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, we are the top tier country. So, oh, yeah. what is your opinion again oh, about that though? I mean, like, I, I do find it Malaysia do handle it quite well. I wouldn't... I, I To be honest, I feel concerned. If, based on my understanding, like, Malaysian doing well, while well, I believe that not really, then yeah, how yeah. other country do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember I told Hamada a story, like, because I met up with him last Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday. So I told him a story that got him really pissed off. <laughs> yeah, dude, that, that's last two days ago. Like, yeah. You guys, yeah, yeah. guys want to share this? I'm, I'm curious. Like, like you want to listen to it? Yeah, yeah, why not? Why sure. not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so basically in Malaysia, we have a glove company called Top, Top Glove. Oh yeah, I know about that. Alright, go on. Okay, so Top Glove is, you know, it basically, as the name stands, uh, it's a glove producing company. Mm-hmm. So what they did was uh, people found out, you know, that there's a lot of COVID clusters from this company, even though with all these restrictions and SOPs in place. I see. So, um, as someone that I know found out, you know, and they were called by the American embassy, mm-hmm. uh, they were asked to uh, explain, you know, what's going on, uh, you know, in Malaysia. Because after some people did some investigation from the reports, they found that the workers in Toglove has been working in hazardous conditions where... Um, it's like a sweatshop over there. So people been living in hostels. So in a close in the... proximity then? That's yeah. what you mean? Okay. One is hostels. Two, they don't have like... Uh... Hostels is fine. But they don't have a table. Any table to eat on. So everyone's eating on the floor. So Seriously? Floor 
yeah, people are eating on the floor. And uh, all of them have to work and wake up to work at 6 a.m. Because need to line up for a COVID test every day. Mm-hmm. When going to work for two hours, then only you can start working in the factory. But then so, again, but then again, not have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then again, it's pointless COVID test because of they just rush in anyway. Yeah, and you have to. Uh, some people even sleep during work, so because there's no time. Mm-hmm. And they do not have any, you know, so. Uh, they do not get any increment or anything. So this is why some people from the factory actually like, you know, uh, jumping, off jumping the across the fence to do a report about this you know, company and this and that. So um, so we have like three big glove manufacturers in Malaysia because Malaysia is very popular when it comes to the quality of our Rubbers. rubber mm-hmm. you know, yeah. ever since, you know, um, World War Two, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So there's three companies. One is Hatalega. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one I forgot the company, but this other company, like because their revenue in the company quadrupled and they became a billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave like bonuses to some of the like not all the stuff lah for sure, but some of the stuff like they gave like a uh, if around forty to forty eight months bonus to their staff for because the amount of money and revenue you've been making. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty safe. But in Top Glove, they do not get shit. Uh, they don't get jack shit. Oh man, that's harsh. So the because of this issue, the chairman, the owner of the company was like being called out and to give a statement about this issue. Mm-hmm. So this guy came out and went like start clapping his hands like Bravo, bravo, because of you, all the frontliners out there have gloves to help these people do this pandemic. You are the real heroes. Cheer, everyone. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The same response I have. <laughs> so, so it's basically like, you know, self-serving bullshit uh, that, you know, that he gives to everyone out there, to uh. his own employees. Ah, uh, the uh, best of the issue. Then you know the American embassy like went to you know someone I know and go like, you know if Malaysia is really, you know, serious about these human rights issues, mm-hmm. and because the UK as well is pissed off you know, about these human rights abuse and shit, they're like you would put that chairman in jail, Ooh. right? But at the same time, you know the Malaysian government, right? The Malaysian government has a huge, yeah, a huge, uh. Has up. a huge interest in this company because we the government used the employee provided funds money mm-hmm. to buy sh- shit loads of shares in this company. I see. Top so they have kind of have a special interest because they want to have the dividends. They want dividends to give dividends to everyone else that you know that put their money because everyone that's working in a private company in Malaysia, we have to give our money. And contribute to EPF for our retirement fund. So oh. the government themselves have a special interest in this. So I, so you know, if I'm doing some responsible conspiracy theory, it's pretty much the government thought that they could get away with this. Mm-hmm. So that's they want. They wanted to close a, you know, 
and yeah. I about what's going on in Better than I. It's probably better than so I. So when this happened, and you know, let, let, let me add up. On, so we don't know what's going on. Let me add up on this conspiracy. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe what happening. Where the PM suggested to the Sultan that he wanted to have another, what's the thing? Uh, Darurat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's in English? Um, basically, it's just like a martial court law, like martial law. Yeah, martial law, yeah. more more or less. Yeah, uh, emergency lockdown. Technically, mm. what it is, mm-hmm. right? When they do that, technically, the, the 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 PM doesn't need to announce any budgeting, so they can they could have spent anything they wanted without like discussing on the parliament. Mm, true. Right. So they already made the investment, I believe, and then the the then they just think that okay, if we just continue with this, on top of that, the whole situation now are not doing so well as well. I think it's kind of like a green light from the Sultan, but apparently the Sultan say no. Mm-hmm. That's the whole situation when like oh shit, we're fucked. I now we have see. to. Now we have to explain everything what's going on. But, but at the same time, you know, at the same time, you know, if you think back, right, mm-hmm. what makes you think, you know, they can't get away with it? I mean, look at Najib, like, you know, everyone knows what he kind of did. And he's still out there. <laughs> Dude's still out there, like, like you know, and his, like, next court case is, like, what, 2022? Yeah, 2022. Yeah, it's, like, a free, kind of, like, a free man walking. Not really free man talk, walking. It's yeah. not like Philly Manor, but he's still walking over there. <laughs> well, yes, but he already... Okay, he, he's when it comes to law, right? When yeah, like Joe Lowe is out there, like, you know, some billion yeah. dollar... Hey, he, here's the thing. Follow up the YNDB case, right? The main culprit of this situation is John Lowe guy, apparently. Not Najib. After further investigations. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Najib is just a middleman. The whole one-man operation is that guy. John Lowe. The biggest question is like, why the hell everyone not actually focusing more on him? Well, that's a that's a question, isn't it? Because like, yeah, exactly. It's more or less like people want to direct their anger, but seeing that exactly. they, they can't find Jolo and the next best person that they can see, yeah, is, is yeah. Uh, yeah, our ex prime minister. So they're kind of like, you know what? Screw it. I can't direct my anger to Jolo. I'm gonna ang- direct my anger to someone else. So yeah, people that doesn't really know what we're talking about is basically just this one case Asian called post- One yeah. MDB, mm-hmm. and it's like one of the most you know renowned um, cases, corruption cases mm-hmm. in the world um, for quite some time. Yeah, just just if you guys still don't know, it's involved with FBI and FDA, and FBI, FBA, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio as well. Go go have a look. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. So you know. This so whole, mm-hmm. yeah, you go so, first. So I'm just gonna say, like you know, um, like for me, the thing that pisses me off from all of it is, you know, have, like all these people have like a self, you know, special interest in something, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everyone's like kind of selling a, you know, like self-serving bullshit at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you know, for. You know, for people from the working class, it's something pretty difficult to listen to. Mm-hmm. 
so you know what do you think about it show like from all of it what do you think about you know this kind of situation where you know you don't you don't think that you know you don't think the authorities are going to do much mm-hmm. um, you you did the reports to the authorities but you know what if you did the report to the authorities and you think that you know you exhausted your options and you know, apparently you found out that they can't do shit well I, Are you talking about your your situation right now? No, I'm just saying like like you know. Let's say if, let's say you know. I don't know how I put it though, because like even if I exhaust all the option, right? I always feel like if you can't do what with your government or whatever agency you are with, it's best to share your opinion on you know World Wide Web. Mm. Because uh, that's I think that's one thing that we are, you know, kind of okay. Yeah, because like I feel like, no matter what, you want it to be heard by someone. When when you put out, let's say that you know you 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 detail all the report that you've done, you have documented everything. Don't you feel like you want to you know tell the world that I did my part, you know. Uh, I exhausted yeah. everything, so I want people to continue. I Meaning, who know who pick who picks this up. In the in uh, mm. the generation down below can settle it. We we But, cannot we cannot really assume that from our part we can solve it, right now. But let's hope that you know some future generation as well can help with this matter. Because I always believe that if we can't solve it now, sooner or later it will be solved. But it might not be from us, you know. If you look at, like a uh, majority of the cases before, like you know all the killing cases that went cold. And then people can, people internet people from internet actually help out. I believe those mm-hmm. kind of thing do works as long as you archive it somewhere. You know, you put it out there saying that, hey, I did my best. You know, this happened, so I want you know I want people to learn something out of this. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, you can't win it all. You have to remember that you can't I win know, it I'm, all. For me, I'm. I feel like I'm living in a. I I'm very uh, pessimistic about things, so I don't believe all the time where we get justice, you know, mm. done in a lot of places. Maybe not now. Yeah, maybe not now. Maybe not our time. Uh, maybe, maybe not in our generation. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why. You know, it's better that you leave something to be archived. All right. So moving on from a really depressing topic that we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, hey, 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 it's cool, it's cool. But you know what? I'm gonna bring <laughs> us a little back during our study days. So, yeah. So here's the thing, though. I I want to ask a question because like it it just occurs to me that I the other day I went I because I I'm, I was making my resume right because I I was planning to apply a new job in the new year. Oh. So basically, they asked me to put you know all the things I have done in my university days. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that yeah, that this is why I'm want to bring this topic up because like when I realized that, uh, the club that I've joined isn't really reflecting on what I'm uh, what I did in my university. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. so I'm I'm just gonna ask like you know, in your university days, right? Do you ever mm-hmm. find that joining one club? Whatever club it is that was mandatory for you was waste of time. To be honest, uh, 
for me, it's not a club because I don't join any club during my uni life. All right. Except for one. Two. First club that I joined, not really joined, I created was the Japanese Culture Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a dead uh, given. All right, go on. Uh, just... <laughs> And then it became more cringe, like, you know, it was, you know, fucking, it was a freshman year and you were like so pumped up excited of uni life and you were like, oh, oh my God, this university doesn't have a Japanese culture club. I think we should make one. <laughs> and then like, oh, get a few friends. Like, oh, get it. Oh, the Tomodachi. Yeah, Tomodachi. Oh, the Nakamas. <laughs> yeah. Kazoku. Yeah, like, we all became Kazoku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah then like it apparently like dissolved within six months eight months yeah as a club really founded by a group of friends rather than the actual purpose <laughs> uh, then, yeah so yeah it, it's not much of what's going on inside there so I, I don't feel like it's a club to begin with then the second one I joined was a dance culture club you you know you know this club. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I was I was this close to join that club during during our during our time together. Like we studied the same uh-huh. university together. I was yeah, this yeah. close to join the club because of, like people pestering me and say that, you know, you can You're dance. Dancing. Yeah, you get yeah, a dancing. Get dance. But you, all right, all right. This is just like me and Ahmada's story. But we have this one yeah. person called. Uh, do you want to say his name? You know what I'm. Uh, um, Miss App. Mr. M, Mr. Uh, M. When, uh, oh. uh, no, Mr. T. We call it Mr. T. Yeah, Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So basically, Mr. T is the leader of that dancing club. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, what bothers me the most is because how. Um, chaotic the whole situation. It's inside not. That club. It's not just chaotic, though, Hamara. Right? Don't you feel like he is too controlling on whatever dance routine that we want to do? Exactly. No, it's not just controlling. It's the same dance. Over, 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 and over again. Yes, everywhere you go is the same thing. I was like, at first I was pumped. Oh, this is like a new culture. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is cool. Mm -hmm. And again, the same one. This is a dance culture club. I thought they would by now they make something new. Yeah, I, I it's the same. It it is called dance culture, meaning that you have to incorporate other dances as well, not yeah, get yeah. goddamn traditional dances. My ass. <laughs> okay, not not offending any traditional dancer. Traditional dance is really difficult, and uh, yeah. and you need you need to be graceful to do so. Yeah. I I respect people who are doing that, but here's the thing: when you call a culture dance club. It's a mix of everything. Everything that yeah. dance are going to offer to you. What bothers me the most is like every single time I see the dance club, that dance club are doing performance, are traditional it's dances. The same. It's the same. No, it's the same one Malaysian dance. It's the same one Malaysian dance they did for one Malaysian uh, right last time. They've been doing the same dance, the same pattern for the past four years. It never changed. And it get boring. It get hella boring. It's not just boring. It's like you can expect from the dance culture club straight away. It's like if they call for dance culture club, that's what they're gonna dance. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then the second thing they will do is zumba. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my god! I do you do you remember like it's like every two months there's always gonna be a zumba, 
like every oh, two months, every two months or every three months, there's always gonna be a Zumba for some reason. I don't know why, but apparently our university that we go to, uh, University M, <laughs> mm-hmm. loves Zumba. Yeah, <laughs> decided to say that hey, Zumba is the be- next best thing, and force people um, to join. Is like pocho pocho is um cultural. Yes, it is. Is it easy way to explain Zumba for me? It's like. Techno slash pocho pocho yeah, slash po- yeah. acrobatic exercise. <laughs> uh, yeah, we 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 had it like a really really weird university days because like I I remember because like when I look at the stuff that I did for my university right I did culture mm-hmm. night and everything I was proud of that, but when I saw the dancing I was like I was in the zumba it triggers me I was like okay we need to talk about this. <laughs> We need to talk about the thing that we joined <laughs> are like a waste oh of our god. time. <laughs> oh my god. What about you, Sora? Right. Yeah, I'm about um, to say the same. Yeah. You hey, join a lot of clubs. Like, for me, um, at first I did join the... Anime club. Anime club. But I didn't yeah. really do much. But, you know, I just came yeah, in. You, you guys did I mean, something. there's not much. Like, you know, we just did like, pizza parties because like, they had this budget thing to... Finish up, but so all the time every year they have a, a huge pizza party, so they buy all these Domino's pizza as much as you want. You just pay like you know, uh, five ringgit, which is like one dollar fifty cents, mm-hmm. and you can eat as much as you want, as much pizza as you want, um, up the ass. So, uh, other than that, I did join the IT IT society because my background. Did you find it so, useful for you when you joined the club, though? or do you feel like I I I learned a lot more in my courses rather than this club? It's more like <laughs> I think society like they they the the club is really good actually they because mm. you know they it's filled with people that actually really want to build stuff and uh... they want to make things better there in the university. Mm-hmm. But I'm more of a you know I'm not a super like I'm not really super into programming. Mm-hmm. Even though my background, um, but I like the you know the whole idea, idea and personal aspect mm. of it when dealing with people. So I joined the faculty engagement division. What's that? So my my explaining what's the that division is. So the faculty uh engagement division is where, in our uh, in our faculty. Mm-hmm. So um we got issues regarding the markings, we got issue regarding um the way things are taught. So mm-hmm. uh one of the big issues we have is that okay, imagine like you have a programming problem mm-hmm. for like wait, wait, wait. F- so you need to finish the programming problem in two hours. And apparently who finish the programming problem first? Get full marks, who finish it second, get Nine marks, then the cash holders. Wait, marks. wait, wait, wait! That's not fair. Exactly. I'm, you so, you want people to? It's not fair. It's like you know you're making it into you know some other type of test. You're making it into an aptitude test. You, yeah, it became a competition. It's then. become yeah, a it competition. Became an aptitude test. It's not. It's not. It's unfair. It's unfair, and the way you're, you're, you're making how you're evaluating this is, unfair, mm-hmm. and in how you in terms of how you teach it. Mm. And so that's one of the big issues we have 
in the faculty, mm-hmm. you know, and some of it is like you know, um, we got issues with some of our lectures, you know, um, where the timeline sometimes they give to people to finish up something is too short and is too big. How short are we talking about? You know, sometimes you know your is it let's say finish shots or not micro minute. Let's just say <laughs> I can't remember the full yields. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Let's say let's say um you know typically tests take around two hour, right? So mm-hmm. in that one particular section, they like you know they, every test in Malaysia. I don't know why they they give you like section A, please do around one hour. Section B do half an hour. Okay. Section okay, C where? do uh, like another half an hour. There's some there's some problems mm-hmm. like like some exams can get so long because people don't really know how to solve it straight off. Um, so it can get like up to like literally the next morning. Holy shit! Yeah, because people just really don't know because we we were never taught properly. Oh, In, like we 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 weren't taught properly because of the you know, and. Some systems are uh, more proprietary, so there's no um, open source that you can refer to or you know forums that you can talk about. So you know, if you're a programmer, you would be more familiar with like Stack Overflow. Mm-hmm. Like so yeah, people I, I... doing that. But when you have, go through some systems, like you know, some networking systems, you know, they are more proprietary. So there's no proper places that. You can. It's not programming, but it's like you know, networking, routing, this and that. So we're dealing with stuff like you know, you don't know stuff. Even if I you know, go into through it, I don't think people like most people that listen to this won't understand it's like OSPF shit. Yeah, yeah. So, but how about yeah. you want to ask? You want to ask something just now? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like to add up. Like you say that you know everything is like softer and everything like. You realize that most university, like any course you take, I don't know about you, should my course in particular as well. Like, there's no proper guide on how to or where you should look into. Like most lecturers just like assume because of your own, like atheistic of learning these things, they expect you to know a lot of things. Oh yeah, I do agree on I, that part though. I understand the reasoning though. Like I understand the reasoning that. You know, we shouldn't be um, like they don't want to spoon feed everything in university. They they want you to be. Uh, they want you to explore some things, you know. But at the same time, we we call if, it if you have like requirements of like you know, yeah, doing this kind of aptitude tests and shit, like it's kind of. But yeah. I, I I I I can put it in very simple term, right? It's like this: if you were a baby, right, right, obviously, like before you learn how to run. You learn how to crawl. You learn how to. <laughs> you learn to walk yeah. before you. Yeah, you learn to. I, I, I think. I think. You know. I think. <laughs> you mess up the chart. You mess up the chart flow. You crawl. You stand. You walk. You run. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> so right now is like, how do you expect a student to learn something when you don't issue? Do you don't even point out where they should start? But it's like. It's like well, okay. I give you my best example in my my uni time. It's like okay. That it is our first e- event project that we need mm. to run, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's still new in this. Like everyone's still new in event. Like, they mm. don't know what the hell is PR. They don't know what the hell is sponsorship. Oh, they know. They I know, know what is sponsorship. 
but they don't know where how to, to apply look. how to apply uh, it <laughs> how to apply it and what are the proper way to reach out for sponsor and what are the company looking for type criteria for sponsorship that's because you taught them in classes theory but it's not the same on how you apply in practical world mm. speaking from someone that actually have experience in that field itself so they were lucky that they have me I already know where to start, who to look into, and what are the relevant company that you can look to actually ask for help. Uh, just so, so I, I would, yeah, yeah, go on, yeah. go on first, go on first. So I was pity with my classmate when like the lecture just left. Uh, like, okay, left hanging. Just, yeah, just not just left hanging. Just like okay, you guys, we are doing uh 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 what is it seminar? Mm-hmm. Uh, then please pick a topic and then. I want you guys to list out potential uh, sponsor and all the equipment that you guys need, etc., etc. List out the whole thing. Oof, okay. that's hard. Okay, we do all that and everything. Then after that, okay, now approach. Yo, you can't just simply approach for sponsorship. You need a proper letter. You need to you need to guide them how to meet these people and how to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I just want to add up what from Hamada's uh point as well because like, I do uh I do sponsorship as well for uh, for one of the like whatever event that I had to held in my mm-hmm. university as well. But the thing about sponsorship is they're looking something in return. Yeah. They don't they don't expect you come with a letter and they give you the money. No, that's that's not how sponsorship work. They're looking yeah. something in return. Let's say for example, like if I'm doing an educational event because I used to be a teacher. If I'm doing an educational event where it involves books, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't go to like uh, okay, let's say I don't go to Taylor, right? Mm-hmm. And hoping they sponsor me anything. I might as well go. Might as well go to Karang Craft. Well, it's one of the company in Malaysia who actually produce book, uh, yep. long long man or any kind of book publisher company, mm-hmm. to ask for the sponsorship because like we can actually you know, if we if you you know sponsor us you know your time and your money you know we can promote your book to this particular school because we're doing an educational event they want mm-hmm. something like that in return you don't yeah, expect well, you, you don't go there to and it's like we want money please <laughs> it doesn't work right. yeah, yeah. It, it, and let me add on that part as so i was like even though that you ask okay what what are the content offer that we can offer mm-hmm. they can't give you the answer as well it's like you do it first then see what they offer then we come to it Mm-hmm. It's like you can't go with empty-handed with someone newbie. I was like, what, what the hell? What the fuck you guys thinking in the first place? Yeah, at the same time, like you know, some people are just on paper. Mm. Sounds good. They are. <laughs> they are. They are. It's. They are. They are. <laughs> I mean, I I forgot the principle. Let me find the principle. So uh, Hamada, anything you want to add on from there? I think the the more I add out is more me ranting about my whole. Every life, <laughs> <laughs> but let's just be honest. Finding sponsorship is not hard. Getting oh, yeah, it, yeah. getting it is difficult. You can uh, list, you can list out a a thousand company with no issue. Mm. It's how you to get gonna, it, how to get yeah, it. <laughs> how are you gonna represent? How are you gonna pitch to your uh company that you're in? And then what are the benefits? It, it, it's all come to benefit of the company coming to your events mm-hmm. uh sorry you want to say have you ever heard of the perito uh perito. Sure that, 
the, the I'm not sure that's how it's pronounced. Pritual principle. So all all short, um, it's the eighty percent to twenty percent rule. Perito. So yeah. Okay, so, um, it's something like that. But um, imagine like this. Okay. Uh, in pretty much almost a lot of industries, or you know how the way things work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's say like I explained this before. Um, there's thousands of classical musicians out there, or tens of thousands of classical musicians out there. But usually, just only like what three that stand out, like what Mozart, Bach. Mm-hmm. And you know Chopin, and because or anything. So what what I'm trying to get to is that you know the bigger something gets in your organization, mm-hmm. the the more useless people you have in in the company, and most of the things will go to like only to the hyper productive people. So these like twenty percent people are like or like ten people like ten percent or probably lower. Mm-hmm. Are the ones generating like eighty percent of the whole income. income. So when it comes to smaller companies, yeah, they usually have a you know much tighter you know requirement if when mm-hmm. they come in. Mm-hmm. So you know you get really good you know people. So when things get bigger, you most probably have like a lot of u- more useless people, and you you sometimes wonder why are they there in the first place? You know. I I think you might you know well I think everyone must have you know encountered this. Mm. Oh, like, they, 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 like you know it's like how could this guy end up here? <laughs> right, that, that particular nutshell of you know say so much like oh I, 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 but yeah like, but you can't show it you know yeah in actual in actual world they can't actually do what they say. Mm-hmm. You know, I sometimes I have that. You know, I have that feeling too. You know, that I don't feel like I feel like an imposter sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I got imposter syndrome. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I don't belong in IT or like oh. computer science or whatever, because I don't feel like I've done nearly enough to the, be like, like you know. It's okay, you know. Look, to be honest, it's okay to have that feeling. Is the 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 subconscious that you have that you want to improve yourself? Yeah, I want to improve myself, but it's like yeah. The issue is the issue is that I found out I, that I don't feel like problem, it's good, you know? The issue <laughs> that I find out about your problem is like you don't do anything about it. Oh, I tried my best, man. Dude, like <laughs> like I went out there, gained scholarships, you know, this and that. You know, I study, but you know, at the same time, uh, I only would like to study things that you know. That I'm incentivized, you know, like when it comes to tech, you know, mm. a lot of things. There's a lot of things you need to like study, this and that. But you know, you don't actually know, cause things are always changing, ever changing. Right? And if you learn all of this, but in the end, you're not gonna use it anyway. That's true. So you know, you don't, you don't find the point of learning it, you know, because you don't have much of an incentive. So you know, it's like that's how like I end up like started learning Japanese, cause you know I I I as much as I don't use Japanese, I still use more Japanese than the things I actually learn. You know, and that kind of pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like you know I use like up like what, uh, five figures from you know taxpayers' money, 
I'm not using your skills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, I got you. I got you, man. Yep. It's like me having a culinary background. Don't even use one of it. Uh -huh. mm. Except for my personal use. <laughs> what if you think about it like you know every one of us starts somewhere but i think the odd one is you and me hamada because like think about it i jump from being a teacher just like straight into aviation it has like nothing to do what i've learned so far aviation aviation like flying shit yeah <laughs> aviation industry oh, i didn't know you went in aviation oh wait Oh, bro! Did go in aviation, I did. Yeah. Aviation. Bro, bro! No, I mean, I meant like he learned aviation in college. There is, dude. You study aviation in college? No, 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 no. I, I. That's no, no. what I meant. You know, it's like, no, what? I, 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 I don't know what. What she was she was trying to say? Like from like like learning teaching, jumping to aviation. Did you get it now? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like super super weird. Can you imagine like? I learned how to read, like, you know, flight pattern and everything. Despite I'm not flying the flight. I'm just helping the crew. I learned how to read the goddamn flight pattern. And I'll, I, if you give me a flight pattern, I can tell you, oh, this guy's flying to where and where. He's resting at what time. You know, he will mm. be commercialing in which flight. He's actually going to gateway in which flight. I know all the term, and it bothers me the most when I realize it. Wait, I went to teaching not too long ago. How the hell did I get here? So, uh, it's like, you know, that's how, you know, I solve problems or learn things, you know? Mm -mm. The way I learn things or solve problems is that I need the problem in the first place. Uh, so, mm. if I have that problem in the first place, I would like, I would love to research and, you know, find ways how to solve it. Mm -hmm. Rather than, you know, trying to learn something, you know, trying to solve an imaginary problem <laughs> when I'm doing my shit. You know? It's like, why, why do I need to learn, like, you know, like... Mm -hmm five different analytical tools mm -hmm. if I don't even know what's the problem <laughs> out there, you know? I don't know for you, maybe, because I think me and Sho, we can correlate it because of we are more in service industry. Yeah, we are more service industry. So technically, anything we pick up will have a beneficial either way, whether you like, like you Because the service industry is like you're dealing with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. No matter what you learn, it will benefit you in a way. Mm. Like, for me, but I think the dealing with people part. Not yeah, everybody can do it. Is, no, dealing with people part. Not everybody can do it, and mm -hmm. it's just as important, you know, as, as other things. Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't know. You can do it at everything, but you know, you won't last as much in the organization because you know you're you're dead. You know, yeah. Like you. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I'm concerned though. It's like this, but I hate I hate it at the same time. Like you know, if like you. You can talk to people and everything, but you know you're you're useless. You know you can't do shit. You know, it's not useless. The, the concern. All the you can do, like, if if all you can do is talk, right? It's not. No, no, shit. no. It, it's not just talk. Okay, the, the concern most people of this industry have is that you're so good at everything, you don't have one particular thing you're very good at. Mm. You're like the jack of all trades. I have to agree on that part. You you need, you need to be good at everything, but you're not you you're not gonna be best at one thing. Yes, it is what service people are having the dilemma. Like I think they all have to agree this. They say that you know how to do this. Yeah, I know this. You know how to do this. Yeah, I know. But they said, but I'm not that good at it. I'm familiar with it, but I'm not that good at it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is the term I could 
quite frequent in any everyone in service industry. Mm. It, it, it's shared to say to me because of you know, like I I can say so like hey, I can be a chef, but I, I wouldn't say that I'm good as last time anymore. Mm. I, I can I can I can also vouch like I can teach, but I'm I'm not too sure whether I'm able to keep up with the current um syllabus. You know, the current mm. courses that people are doing. Offering, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends on what what the teaching course the syllabus don't really change as much right so you you know the 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 main rule is like you know you're not like profession in that particular thing Mm. i mean teaching is you know they much a very soft skill into know how to actually teach oh the thing about teaching that a lot of people won't tell you for my experience that is right they tell you like you're just gonna go and teach and you find figure out your style of teaching that's mm. true partly that's the truth but the issue about like in my university when people tell me that i'm gonna go up i'm gonna teach right they the thing that they haven't mentally prepped for every teacher when they're like going out for the practical or internship is mm. that your met what method you learn won't work yeah what what <laughs> whatever you learn in your universities does not equal to success i'm not like for me it's like i think my mom said that you know because mm-hmm. my mom was a teacher mm-hmm. she said that you know if you want to teach just always think about that one teacher when you're studying in school and then that you really like mm-hmm. that, that and they actually learn you actually learn something or listen to something or remember shit that talk about mm, that that follow that that works because you know you have an ideal uh yeah. f- uh model a role model to choose but mm-hmm. here's the thing though what if you come i'm i'm, I'm not saying because i i feel like there are people who is going to have a bad teacher throughout the entire years you know you know what where do they start so i i remember i give my junior tips saying that think what you like to do now and how you're going to incorporate in your studies. Basically, think about, like, uh, you have internet right now. You have mobile data, right? Mm-hmm. Abuse the hell out of it. <laughs> I, I, because, I, like, uh, once a week, I will always drag my student to the computer room because I want them to have more information in their hand. I want to give a mm-hmm. general, bigger general topic for them to talk. Basically, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm glad that school are actually encouraging during my final year of teaching. I'm glad that school actually encouraging a lot of mental health talk and everything. So I don't want them to limit thinking that depression is this, 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 this. You know, I want yeah. them to find like uh, I, I'm just I told them don't you just find. You know, it doesn't have to be in detail. You know, how do you tackle this problem? You know, what do you think is the issue about the throne? So bringing them to computer lab is like one of the fun thing they can do that's why they can remember you as a good teacher because don't repeat the way of your teaching basically like spice it up that's what i've learned so far spice up the way you teach stuff mm-hmm. trust me it get boring okay it uh, gets boring for the teacher because of you know you, you the, the student will change but mm. your method won't mm-hmm. <laughs> So you're still applying the same method to a new student. Mm-hmm. Let's, you, let's just be honest. Like, how many of us will actually open textbook? Not me. Uh, see, I'm, I'm, see, 
See, only the, the only time we open we're like during examination. That's it. No, I'm not even close. Even during near examination, I just follow the notes that I did in classes. I know for me it's like textbooks. It's just more a guidebook for me. I mean, in college, it's like you know we don't really we buy expensive textbooks. We don't really use textbooks. Use it, so. yeah, exactly. That's why we I only like, you know we just use the you know like a really really small limited. Uh, mm-hmm. Alright, I'm gonna. So we... I have a question mm-hmm. then. I have mm-hmm. a question because like, now it kind of feel like textbooks is kind of like, uh, not being well, uh, utilized. What we well mm-hmm. utilized nowadays, I think it's because like partly is because you can find like majority of the answer, majority of the answer, not the entire answer, on the internet itself. Yeah, sometimes it's too big. You know, it's like too huge. Mm-hmm. It's heavy, no. It's lengthy. Sometimes it's boring, and you don't really want to read the whole textbook. Yeah, I, I do agree like that. Pictures and shit, you know. Yeah. I just, I just get, it, get, it get to the, you know, the meat. Yeah, the meat of the information, you know. Hmm. I mean, that's what you know. That's what I think people like go to college. Is like you know, I wish I had someone that can just teach me rather than you know, lecture. Go through all, yeah. Actually, just explain this to me, you know? I don't know. I think, terms, you know? I think that's the reason why it's like this, you know? The whole college is like following through all the text and everything. It's, it's the same scenario you apply in anime. You have the main body of anime. Then after that, you have a filler in between. Just because they wanted to. I, I like it when, you know, when I <laughs> learn something, but I don't know enough. Mm-hmm. That you but, want to search it, but, but I really want to know about it. Mm-hmm. So I go through and search all about it. You know? I go do I I do this a lot when during my critical thinking classes. Ah, uh, so you know, it's it a it's foundation, but you know, it's a it's a it's really a short course, but it's a fun course. I actually went through the whole yeah, it's a fun course. I went through the whole um Master. textbook and this and that. Mm. You know. I don't know. I think me and Sho have a different style of critical thinking class. Oh yeah, our critical thinking is very, very. In the no. best way term that I, me and Hamada can put it, are just how to do business. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's our critical thinking. Class. <laughs> that's our critical thinking. It's like it's not like, okay, I give you a it's problem. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Uh, I, it it didn't give you like you know the trolley problem. Because I, I I like the trolley problem because it makes you think, you know. Mm-hmm. But our critical thinking class is more like, how do we make money? And, and I remember the first time I went to that critical thinking class, I was like, wait, wait, we're not learning philosophical stuff. Wait, what? We're not. Well, I don't know, <laughs> so, but my lecture implement a bit. He went like, oh, we could use this guy method to solve problems. Part of it. Like, this is how we gotta do it. <laughs> you know I'm how like, disappointed oh, boy, I am. About money, <laughs> dude. Dude, you know how disappointed I am. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I'm not. I expected. <laughs> okay. In case you guys didn't know, because I not only I took teaching, I also took a psychological class as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you go to critical thinking, you want to be you know be exposed to all sort of problem. You know. From trolley yeah. problem to, uh, you know, all the micro and uh, macro issue, right? 
Mm-hmm. So you want to think deeper. But you went to that class and they were like, all right, so our main project is how to make money. Yep. That's you it. And your group, yeah, you and group, right? How to figure out the like, career product and how to produce money. With that so, product. Yeah, it says class. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think probably they're just making it into a way that, you know, no, that you just want to open a business or something. So <laughs> looking into like ways or to... You know, it, it just just want to put it out there right? it, to the point that all this like, what what all this class is under what name again? You, you remember? Here? Uh, we call it PEC, Personal yeah, okay. Enrichment Course. Yeah, all these personal enrichment course lead so me like to <laughs> lead me to a sub, I I took a sub major uh uh-huh. edition. Yeah. Which is entrepreneurships. Because mm-hmm. technically, all the PEC class I are took. entrepreneurships. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know how disappointed I am in like psychological classes and teaching classes? I just went like, why am I learning entrepreneurships? I'm supposed yeah. to learn like, you know, human co- cognition, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, technically, it's not harm to take entrepreneurship. Thank you. I already learned all this shit. So I was like, what the heck? Let's go for this. And it's like it just went deeper to do entrepreneurship. It's like, yeah, oh wow, yeah. I actually got what what they actually want. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> but but sorry, I just want to put it up there. You know what is my my project cost for uh-huh. for the for my entrepreneurships? What? ABP. <laughs> What's that? ABP. Oh, the T-shirt. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the whole system, everything I've done, yeah, it's from that classes. <laughs> I see how now, how it they end up that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it works. Right? It's my system. I had a totally different class. It's not physical thinking for just entrepreneurship. No, no, I'm literally to entrepreneurship course. You just might no. call it personal enrichment prog- uh, courses. I mean, it's fun in a way, you know, in college. Yeah, there's a lot of fun, uh, fun courses I took. But I think like the highlight of my every uh, course that I took will always be the psychological classes and also the um, theater class. Dude, I, I okay. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> theater is fun for me because I can do a lot. I, you know, you skip a lot of classes, but also yeah. at the same time, you're, you're not going to do much in theater. You're yes. like literally just like, I think like in our first, uh, it, it's a long time. Like literally on our first day, what mm-hmm. our lecturer was like, okay, I'm gonna, uh, we're just gonna go through like one or two week worth of lecture. Uh, mm-hmm. about like what kind, what kind of theater are they? What kind of classic theater? What kind of play there is available or that has been produced? After mm-hmm. that, from the third week onward until the fourteen or eighteen week, you're literally gonna do production. That's it. <laughs> I see. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. During me and my time during third year as well, I was just an audio guy behind. It was the coolest job I ever the done. The chillest and the coolest job. Yeah. I was like, on the guy, like, don't bother me. I just the cue guy. Just give me the cue. Press one button. <laughs> Wait, what? You want you want the light to be close? Okay, press another button. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what? The Huh? It's like quartermaster then. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. more 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 yeah. like being a quartermaster. Yeah. 
I'm the the main stage. That <laughs> thing. Glorified button pusher. Glorified button pusher. Yeah, sometimes no, sometimes you know, it's like some people. Eh, anyway, so sometimes when you deal with events, event people, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, <laughs> they get to a spot where they feel like you know they could they own this. I own this. this. You know, everything is under my control. Oh, no then, one then. should bother me. You know, yeah, I'm the glorified stage manager. I'm the oh, glorified button oh, oh, pusher. <laughs> Okay, I, I, you know, like no way, but you know, oh, but get out my stage, <laughs> but but get out my area, but 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 here's here's the thing, dude. I have a few <laughs> nitpick with stage manager. Okay, Look, I don't even need to be near stage. I can tell that's going on. Yeah, yeah dude, 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 I have a few nitpick about stage manager. Okay, for anyone for... like some some power, like a lot of people, like you know, be like. Okay, having their head up their asses. Not not saying all stage manager are bad. bad. Yeah, not. <laughs> I'm not saying all stage manager are bad because I met some stage yeah, manager sure. who is super good and super, uh, concise with information, so that people know what they're supposed to do. But if you have a stage manager, who is chaotic, that play uh, is gonna be chaotic as fuck. <laughs> I remember because like uh, the issue about some stage manager. Okay. In majority of play, you you already position what props are coming out. You know what sequence are coming in. You know you you check with the script, make sure everyone is on on script, make sure everything are ready to be. You know when lights out, you're switching stages and everything, right? Mm-hmm. But I have this one um, stage manager who is I I know the stage was small. Maybe the stage was small. That's the reason why, but. They didn't. They didn't prep everybody enough to to actually practice carrying those things. You know, we we oh. they, they they only give us like an hour or two. Just to mm-hmm. like seriously, okay. If a play revolve around forty five minutes, you're gonna you go, you're only gonna do one or twice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. not helpful to to have a smooth straight trans- transition. When yes. it when it failed, the stage manager cried. Yeah. That stage manager yeah. cry, and we don't know what to say. We're like, we were given forty five minutes to prep everything, to go yeah. all the sequence, and then you are crying because it doesn't work in your fever. Please, on, you, I do understand you, that we were given only like one hour <laughs> to do this. Well, I want to start like nah. That <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of during my time. My group was, I don't know, funny as hell. That we 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 were doing a screen of. I don't know. It's a scene of a kid got into a car crash. Then he died. Then the mom find out he's a bo- bad boy. It, 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 Wait, a, what? <laughs> are you guys are doing educational play? <laughs> yeah, it is. Our team we got is educational. Ed, like, it's like I don't know how to say. It's like more on. You need to tell your kids that the topic we get is like very riddle. You need to tell the kids, or you need to tell the audience that you know. Go back to your panka jalan. Thank you. Like, if you're a bad person, became a good person again before it's too late. Kind of situations. Wow. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So my stage manager decided to go play or someone got into an accident when they were drunk, but it's too late for them to reverse the time. So that's like, because there's a twin. Mm-hmm. So this twin is reflecting himself, which is his brother, that dead on the floor. 
That is dark, Wei. That is dark. Know, right? That's just dark. But it became more funny because of we only have certain time, certain amount of time because of we actually like roll up the the twins on the actual cloth, mm-hmm. so you can imagine Pochong on the stage, right? Oh so my god! Have, have so, yeah. So when we literally want to do a transition, at that time we can't carry him. I don't know why he was so heavy that time. You know what? What? What the brother did to him? Just drag him Just away. I'll kick him off the stage. What the? <laughs> Just some Lion King shit. <laughs> like, like try to drag, cannot move. That he just like kicking off the stage. <laughs> what the? I am king. I have long king. live the king. Come on. <laughs> I think it's more like it's it's Sparta. <laughs> giving some Lion King vibes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take the play from Lion King by any chance just to kick someone out of the stage? Yeah. Uh, it, it was in, not even scripted. It's not uh, in the script. <laughs> Ad lib. <laughs> Improv- like, you know, improvise. Improvise. Yeah. It's improvise. Beijing. Right? <laughs> oh <No>, boy. <laughs> I was wondering about you, Sora, because like me and Hamada got into like theater and I everything. Think. What about you? I don't think he have. I don't act for shit. I can't act for shit. Really. <laughs> any why, any know, production. I'm a, I'm a horrible liar. <laughs> I'm a horrible, horrible liar, man. <laughs> if, I'm pretty sure if I give you a script, you'll be like, you're just gonna butcher it, huh? I'm gonna butcher it, man. <laughs> I'm a horrible liar. I can't even follow scripts. Like, you know. But, you well, know, I mean, because... Yo, it's a con and it's wait, a wait, wait. Wait, Let me add up. But I know like Sora can't add shit because last time when we do the dance. Oh yeah, he, I can't dance as well. He's stiff as fuck. Okay, okay. you do have to give Sora credit. He actually tries and actually try to match our rhythms. Yeah, I try. But struggle though. Are <laughs> you worth it? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm like some people are, uh, you know, like it's just not something that they can I, do. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have, you know, I, I have bad motion, I guess. Uh, don't beat yourself to it. What's done is done. And we actually nailed it, though. Mm-hmm. Try my best. You try my best. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't beat myself up. Yeah. Yeah. But man, that was like how many years ago? That was like six years, uh, wait, four years ago? Four years ago. Oh boy, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's like shit. How long are we talking about, man? Um. Oh yeah, it's nearly an hour. It's actually oh, wow. hitting an hour mark right now. So is this, is this our longest so far? Yeah. Yep. Time goes really fast. Just like you know, just like this year. <laughs> but like ten hours. Yeah, it's literally we, like we December. Literally <laughs> <laughs> the blip. <laughs> With the bleep in this 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This year doesn't exist. I hope we have a redo or something. Like, you know. yeah. like, mm-hmm. If I have a redo, like, you know, if I had a redo in college, like, holy shit, so many things I would do much differently. Like. Oh, man. I, I think everybody <laughs> would do differently in whatever college they're in. I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm pretty sure mine, I, 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 I'll be like, you know what? Castle is but fun. Teacher, like, if I know, if I know what I know now, back mm-hmm. in college, 
Oh boy, <laughs> I jump to other courses. I jump to other courses, man. I'd be a multi-millionaire. Yeah. All you need to do is just buy some Bitcoin and shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Like, shit, the first thing I would do, I would. Do I would buy it. You know, I would. I go full DJ Khaled, like you know, like buy your mom a house, buy <laughs> yourself a house, buy your family a house. <laughs> you, you, you DJ Khaled, uh, I, I'll be Oprah, man. Oh, you wow. get a house. You get a house. You get oh, a house. She gives out cars. You yeah. get a house. You get a proton. I get a proton. <laughs> I'm working on proton. <laughs> but yeah, if, if we can, I think like the three of us will agree that like, if we can go back in our university days, the first thing I told him, sure, whatever you do, just save like nearly 3K and just spend it all on Bitcoin. You get triple or 10 times the full of the money that you invested. Okay, okay. <laughs> Use your okay, education, okay. you know, wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. Bitcoin aside, if you literally just about the college, what would you change one thing during your college time? It's uh, college related. Uh, in your uni. College related? Uh, definitely, I would change courses though. Ooh. Uh, no, no. I would say my first year, I, I don't regret taking um, TESOL. But oh, I shut my damn phone. Like every single time I'm nearly nearing an exam, I get a you know I get a phone call. Oh, that, you know that likes to like you know from someone that you know like to fuck you over. Date. You know it's like you know it's like uh, let's not go too much into that, but mm. you know let's just say it, it fucks you know it fucks with my you know you have to repeat my whole system. You have to repeat, Sarah. Yeah, imagine like you know I'm teaching people this stuff. You know, I'm teaching people this subject. Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at the subject, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm the one that have to repeat the subject, you know. <laughs> like, because every single time during the exam, like, you know, I get a phone call that, you know, fucks me over. Ooh, you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, no. I think that, that, that would be the one thing that I would change. <laughs> Mine would definitely, and, like, I, I'll jump in my degree year. I'll probably say that. Why didn't I jump to psychological stuff? Why did I continue yeah. Tesla? I Why would, didn't? I, that's the thing. I, I remember because my, I, I think I got tired of waiting for offer. And you know, uh, you, you want to know what, what bothers me the most? Okay. Like, I think it was it, in my first year and a half, I got that offer. And I was like, it's already first year and a half and I recommitted a lot. There's no way I'm going to drop this, you know. I don't know, if I were you, I'd be like, fuck this shit. I, I would do it. I, I don't think it's a year and a half. I think it was my, my second year. Because I have one more year to finish. Oh, yeah. That, that, no. Yeah, I have one more year to finish. So, yeah. So, that's literally just like, why? Why doesn't it come now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Happens, man. <laughs> what about you, Amada? I will not go to KLMU. Oh, <laughs> mind, mind sharing, mind sharing. Why? I I guess you guys know the the heartbeat for the next episode. Oh. Why? <laughs> oh, okay. We're saving it for the next episode. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So I think we're gonna end it here. We are mm-hmm. actually, you know, we are off our mark, but. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. You know, you can follow us at Twitter, SenseWithBro, in our, on our Twitter handle. And, you know, drop us any comment. Or maybe, even better, just drop us, like, what do, what do you want to change? You know, if you can go back in your university days, what would you change? 
Yeah, I would. I would like to know as well. Like, I hope I'm not the only one have shitty decision. You're picking. I don't think you're the only one, though. I, I, I have my lumps of regrets as well. In my uni days, courses is still fine. It's wrong uni. Oh, it fucked you. Not just courses. It's fucked you everywhere. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, let's wait for the next episode for Hamada's story time. <laughs> See you next time. Bye bye. All right, we're out. Sign out. Sending off. <laughs>